live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. Streaming live on 1037 The Game mobile app and online at 1037thegame.com. This is the Jordy Holtberg Show. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day. Call us up at 337-706-0111. I like this kind of party. Now, here's your host, Jordy Holtberg. And a great good afternoon and welcome. We're here for the next two hours on 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. No fooling. No fooling. It is Friday, April the 1st, the year 2022. An absolute, say it with me, everybody, Chamber of Commerce Day. How beautiful is it out there? My goodness. Um, Man, so uh, thank you for locking in on us in whatever form or fashion that you do, whether it's on the radio, whether it's streaming, 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com, or whether you're watching uh, on TV, where in Acadiana, we are simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. We're here, we're there, we're everywhere. My main man, James Mesh, is back in his master control suite in the game studios, which are on the campus of Delta Media, which houses KLWB, which is 1037 The Game, and uh, we're thrilled to be in Lake Charles. It's the best time of the year. The calendar shifted to April. We've got the final four. We've got the Masters coming up. We've got the start of Major League Baseball, the home stretch of the NBA regular season about to get into the playoffs um, and college baseball and college softball and all that stuff that goes with it. It is a busy, busy time. Friday's editions of the Jordan Heltberg Show brought to you by the Aesthetic Medicine and Anti-Aging Clinic's of Louisiana. They're in Lafayette and in Baton Rouge. You know, feeling good is as important as looking good for both men and women. If you're feeling the effects of aging, address it with hormones and regain your vitality, mood, and physicality. Hormone replacement therapy is the way to go. Testosterone deficiency can affect your muscle mass, your sex drive, and more. Regain what makes you a man or a woman with therapy tailored to your needs. Schedule a consultation in Lafayette. Call 337-484-1234. That's 337-484-1234. One, two, three, four. Become the best you that you can possibly can. Turn back father time with hormone replacement therapy at the Aesthetic Medicine and Anti-Aging Clinics of Louisiana. Final four, we're heading out down to New Orleans. My good buddy George Lynch will be joining us at around 2.45 this afternoon. He was part of that uh, infamous and my boss, Chuck Wood, will will uh, loathe the fact that I'm talking about it back in in uh, 1982 when um, no, actually, not 1982, 1993. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Um, when Chris Weber of the Michigan Wolverines um, called the timeout that wasn't a timeout and North Carolina won it. George Lynch was on the all-tournament team. George Lynch will join us at around uh, 2.45 this afternoon. Congratulations. No one has turned things around 
more so than what Kim Mulkey did in his first season as the LSU women's basketball coach. Because of that, she has become the Associated Press Women's Basketball Coach of the Year. It's the third time she's earned the award. The other two were after Baylor's 2012 and 2019 National Championships from a nine and thirteen record to twenty six and six in her first season, the most wins to, since the two thousand seven two thousand eight season, finishing number two in the SEC, ranked number nine in the final AP poll of the season, and she brought interest back to women's basketball game, um, baseball. Woo. LSU led early, rallied late, held Auburn scoreless for eight of nine innings, but when it wasn't enough, in a six to five loss to the Auburn Tigers, they um, they fall short yet again. I'm going to read a text from someone who I will uh, uh, keep his uh, keep him nameless. Keep him nameless. He goes, "Quote." Man, LSU baseball isn't good. I don't understand the defensive strategy at all. They also aren't real aggressive on the bases. They don't play the game, you know, not like how Skip taught us. Sorry, had to vent a little bit. Middle infield plays 10 feet in the outfield. Part of it is tournament ball and how the kids are coached before they get to college and and the college level. They definitely have talent and ability, but that won't cut it in the SEC. And what did Coach Jay Johnson have to say, we, uh, we've got to learn how to play the game of baseball better. So it's not just about throwing it, catching it, pitching it, hitting it. You got to understand situations. You got to understand um, the way things are. LSU had plenty of opportunities to overcome that one disastrous inning. It didn't get done. They stranded a runner at second base in three of the last four innings and ended the game 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position. LSU will look to even the series tonight. 6-31st pitch with senior Mikhail Hilliard on the mound. How about uh, the Cajun softball team fresh off of an upset over Texas? Now they focus on a Sunbelt series against Texas State. Feeling good Riding high with a dramatic 6-5 to five road win over the 21st-ranked Texas Longhorns in eight innings. So congratulations to Jerry Glasgow and the UL softball team. Um, George Faust will join us for his Friday edition in hour number two. Talk all things Raging Cajuns and the, the like. So um, let's not waste any more time. Let's get, uh, let's get right to it. And well, let's roll. And before we do that, the Hangout Music Festival is returning this summer to Gulf Shores and the game 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles as your tickets to this epic weekend of music. You can score VIP passes by becoming a member of the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Don't miss the return of Hangout Music Fest featuring Post Malone, Halls in, Megan the Stallion, just to name a few. That's Hangout Music Fest, May 20th to 22nd in Gulf Shores. When V VIP passes from the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Tonight, out on the left coast, the biggest game of the NBA season for the Los Angeles Lakers. The Pelicans are in town. We'll get a preview of whether LeBron and or Anthony Davis will be in the lineup. Oh, you know they will. They need this win badly. Back-to-back, uh, the, the back end of a back-to-back. They lost to Utah last night in Salt Lake City. Coming back today, we'll see. Big opportunity for the Pelicans to um, 
shovel the dirt on the grave of the Lakers. Chris Connor will join us after this timeout. We're rolling. Oh, what a great weekend. The Jordy Heldberg Show, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We are Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. He's been a star on the hardwood and in the broadcast chair. So what's the secret to the Blonde Bomber's success? Easy. Taking time to work on his tan. You look marvelous. Back to more of the tanned and talented Jordy Holtberg on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. To the NBA we go. Thanks to four losses in a row, the Los Angeles Lakers are on the outside looking in to the playoffs as we speak. And with only six games left for the New Orleans, Pe- New Orleans Pelicans, the Pelicans are secure in the ninth spot with a two-game lead over the 10th place Spurs and the 11th placed Lakers. Pelicans, Lakers tonight. Preview. My main man, Chris Connor, kind enough to join us um, as he has done numerous times as he writes for At the Bird Rights and Canal Street Chronicles, among many, many other things. Chris, we had a big time hoops game uh, with um, only six games remaining on the schedule. And I guess the big operative question is who's going to suit up for the Lakers tonight? Jordy, Jordy, man. Hey, appreciate you having me on again. Uh, as always, hey, you know who's suiting up. You know LeBron James and Anthony Davis are coming out there on that floor. There's no point of us even trying to That's put right. together a scenario. We know, we know, we found out, we knew AD was coming back earlier in the week. And I don't care what LeBron's ankle says. I don't care about his April Fool's joke or anything that's out there. He's going to try to test his ankle. He's going to be out there. You get, you're right. You get an AD, you get in Westbrook, and you get in LeBron James. And you're getting Carmelo Anthony and the rest of the aging ones. Um, and I say, bring it on. I, I don't know how effective Anthony Davis will be. I don't know how much of a game-shaped player he is. He's missed a lot of time. How rusty is he? I guess we'll find out. You know, we will find out. Um, what do you think about the Pels right now? 33 and 43 overall. They've won six of their last 10, two straight. Man, they just look so much better now than they did a month and a half ago. Yeah, well, I mean, look, man, and good health, right, definitely helps. You know, um, they struggled. I mean, we we talked about it all year about how different the team looks when Brandon Ingram isn't out there. And, you know, they had to find their way. You know, you know, you go on a stretch where they get CJ right after, right before the All-Star break, they struggle. But then, but then as soon as the All-Star break is over, they go on a little winning streak. And they're – uh, terrible fourth quarter relax and, you know, maybe a couple questionable calls uh, from the game not extending and then mm-hmm. winning five in a row. Now, it looked as if B.I. was going to miss the time regardless, but, you know, they end up going through another stretch, transitioning, trying to figure out how, how we play about B.I. while still welcoming in C.J. and fitting in all, fitting some of these new, you know, pieces, and then they get through that. Right yeah. now, Bi is back, and you get and you get a full Larry Nance as well. You get a full idea um, of what this team is probably going to look like the rest of the year until we maybe can start <laughs> thinking about getting some Zion minutes. But I mean, look, man, um, they're back. You know, for the most part, this is the this is what we envisioned uh, once CJ got here. This is what this is what the city of the region wanted to see. You could just tell that they're a different team, and they can be overwhelming. 
And that's just the start of things here, man. So um, they're figuring it out once again. And, you know, I think that they can make another run as long as guys stay healthy. I'm with you. Um, I'm looking at matchups. I know that uh, Herb Jones is going to be on on LeBron. Who covers Anthony Davis tonight? That's a that's a good question, man. Um, you know, we haven't the we haven't seen how the Pelicans are going to look to to uh, to guard Anthony Davis with this regime, right? Um, right. I assume this may be a matchup where you see Jonas, uh, you know, guard him. But I mean, no, I mean, I, I Jackson makes the most sense. Um, especially if, um, especially if you're looking at a situation where Anthony is spending some of his time at, at the three point line, I imagine yeah. AD would try to be a little bit more physical with Jax. Maybe they All switch right. it off, but um, you know, I I assume Jackson's going to be the matchup. Maybe they put some switches in, but if they're gonna have to find some spacing somehow, and that means AD's gonna have to spend some time at the three point line, that makes sense for you know for Jackson to be out there until they go right. small. The Lakers should come out with Dwight Howard, which would mean you probably have Jonas out there, um, you know, banging with Dwight. So, um, but I mean, I, I would assume when it comes to the starting lineup, you probably see a lot of a, a lot of Jackson on them, and when they go smaller, then you'll see the Pelicans adjust, and maybe we'll see Larry Nance. I mean, that's yeah. the, that's the thing about flexibility. They have yes. options now, Jordy. They have options of guys that they can throw veteran players, guys that have been around. Athleticism, youth—they got a bunch of different things that they can throw at AD. Who's gonna be rusty? Absolutely, uh, Chris Connor, um, tremendous job uh, covering the Pelicans. Um, what has been the what has been the turnaround? I know health is the most important thing. Is it just that their offense is more free flowing now, or have you seen an improvement on the defensive side of the ball? Both, both. You know, uh, I think mm-hmm. I read a stat today. That uh, since they've acquired T.J. McCollum, shout out to Kristen Clark. Um, they've been what eighth in in total offense and tenth in defense. So it's, it's been a little bit of both. And when they're able to be, and when they're fully healthy, and they can come out. And since they've made the change completely to let C.J. start at the quote unquote point guard position, and you have uh, you know, uh, Jonas and Jackson Hayes next to each other, it allows you to do a lot of different things. And when B.I.s out there. Three through five, man, you got a lot of length. Two, two through five with, with, with B.I., Herb, Jackson, and Jonas. You got a nice you got a nice mixture of on-ball defenders, guys that communicate, guys that know where they're supposed to be, athleticism, and stonewalls yeah. out there, even, you know, to cover up from the lapses that C.J. has, even if he's not the defender that, uh, you know, some of the other guys like Jose Alvarado is, C.J. tries. He gives it, you know, and he's a really good communicator. So, you know, we weren't worried about the offense, but the biggest, the biggest productivity, I guess, change, and really, really, what is going to tell you about this team is when they defend, how they defend, yeah. when they decide yeah. to defend and they lock in, they win. When they don't, things are a lot more difficult than they should be. The Portland game, for example, but um, the talent is there. <laughs> um, they still have some changes to go. But when you're welcoming in Larry Nance off your bench, you're bringing in uh, a Jose Alvarado, Najee Marshall. You have some defenders on the team. Guys just have to can just have to go out there and want to make it happen. They're not going to need. They're not going to be playing got G League players like they were playing against Portland tonight. <laughs> I expect them, to, you know, the energy to be there from a jump. Uh, yeah, and I expect a, a shorter bench. To be quite honest with you, uh, yeah. hoping that people aren't in foul trouble because uh, not only does this really 
extend and give you a three-game advantage over the Lakers, but yet you're looking at that draft pick that's sitting out there that could be the Pelicans as well. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's the – listen, this is this is definitely about the play-in. Of course it is. No, I mean, you know, after the start, you would have – you wouldn't have been able to tell most people that they would be in this position in a right. lot of different – from a lot of different perspectives. But now you're in a situation where between – uh, the Wizards, the you know what the Knicks end up doing, and now the Spurs. Uh, I think they need what two out of two, two out of those three teams to finish higher than the Lakers. You know, you yeah. do yourself. You know, adjust, I mean, just imagine having the year that this team has had and the improvements that they made on this roster. And after gaining Jonas and quote unquote trading their draft pick, you can end up adding a top ten pick. Where can we can fall in a multitude of areas and you know throughout the lottery you can end up trading it. I mean just. It would be the storybook ending for, you know, what has been a crazy ride for a season. I mean, and who, I mean, look, Jordy, I mean, I, I'm professional just like the next person, but if I could get a chance to make Laker fans and, and personnel cry even more, oh, God, I'm not, I'm not grown enough to not accept that. I, I'm with, and Jordy, I hope you're wearing all black. It's going to be a funeral. It's going to be a funeral tonight. I will make sure to do that as I'm as I'm watching that uh, Chris Connor with us at the bird rights. Um, yeah, I'm with. And look, it changes the entire narrative on the guy that I wanted to run out of town. Now, David Griffin's looking like a genius. Man, sometimes, man, in all of our jobs, it, it's about luck. You know, <laughs> it's about things just falling, just falling. You got to make some of the right calls. You got to end up making some of the right moves with. You know, getting Trey Murphy back in the into the fold and him having a magical night uh, that was that was desperately needed and that was long awaited in that last matchup against the Lakers and Herb Jones and finding Jose Alvarado. And there's a lot of things that had to fall in your way, even outside of losing Zion and all that. You know, there's a lot of things that had to fall in their way. But you know, um, if you can have a season like that, man, and you know, after the draft, the draft that they had, which is you, you include Jose Alvarado as one of the best of last year. And from a value no perspective, there may not be yeah. one better. You end up having that offseason after offloading who you did, Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, welcoming in Jonas, and then you Bledsoe. end up you, – you, you finish this year with a top-10 pick. Um, I mean, hey, man, a lot of times people don't care how you get there. They don't care about the journey to get there. They just want to see the results. And we might have to we, – we might owe the front office, and not just David Griffin, the entire front office, an apology, yeah. but – you know, um, I'm just happy to be in, in this position at all. Um, I'm just happy to be playing relevant games uh, this late in the season. We haven't had that in a while. Do you add to, I'll let you get out on this one. We saw the last time the Lakers played uh, the Pels. Uh, boy, LeBron James came out. He picked up Herb Jones 60 feet away from the bucket. He was sending a message. He was locked in. He ended up with 39. The Pels get the win. Do you think we see the same type of um, LeBron James, or do you think he's going to try and get Anthony Davis involved early and often? Um, I mean, it's going to be a transition for them as well, man. And I think you know you're going to be looking at a lot of at a lot of impatient uh, Laker fans. I mean, they they feel you know the pressure. The pressure's on the Lakers tonight. It's not on the Pelicans. It's That's on right. them. Like this is this could be their season, Jordy. So um, I don't know what to expect. I think LeBron will try to get AD back, and that I mean, and sometimes you know he fills out these kind of games before he ends up attacking. But you know. One of the problems that they went through earlier in the year when AD was out there next to Russell Westbrook and, you know, and a traditional center was that the spacing wasn't there. 
Without him, LeBron has more room to maneuver and get some of these plays and get and get some of these looks. If his jump shot isn't falling, if that three pointer isn't isn't effective, and they don't and they choose not to defend, they're going to be in trouble. So I assume he's going to try to get AD involved and maybe work inside out. Um, That's just who he is because he knows that if they have any chance the rest of this year, it's going to fall on getting AD back in the fold and hoping that he's elite. So that's what I assume, and at some point he'll try to be aggressive. But I, I think it's going to be a tough task for him, to be honest. I'm going to drink my Diet Coke, something to keep me up. Nine o'clock tip out there on the West Coast. Pels, Lakers, whoo, it's going to be a good one. Chris, enjoy it, man. Thank you so much. We'll do, Jordy, until next time. Remember, man, all black. Then you got it. I'll wear it tonight. I promise you. I promise you it'll be a funeral. At whatever they call that, I still call it Staples Center. I can't, I can't help it. Anyway, thank you, Chris. Uh, we'll take a quick time out here when we come back. Final four talks, some more NBA talk, a lot of hoops today. It's that time of the year. My buddy Henry Hayes joins us next here. The Jordy Helpert Show, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We are Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Jordy Holberg was draining three-pointers with ease way before Steph Curry came on the scene or was even born. Now, back to the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Uh, The college basketball world has its eyes set on New Orleans. The sixth Final Four uh, will take place tomorrow in the uh, Superdome in New Orleans. Uh, Four of the past previous five Final Fours in New Orleans had iconic moments. Michael Jordan in 1982 hitting the game winner over Georgetown. Uh, You go from there to 1987 with Keith Smart from Indiana knocking down the game winner to beat Syracuse. Then we go a little bit later on in 1993. uh, The ill-advised, I don't have a timeout left, but Chris Weber of Michigan calls it, and Dean Smith wins his second national title in that game. Uh, We go up to 2003. Uh, Carmelo Anthony led Syracuse uh, to the NCAA championship um a blocked shot uh hakeem warwick blocked michael lee's three-point field goal with seven tenths of a second left for that one and the only one that was really not close was 2012 that juggernaut of kentucky with anthony davis blew out uh kansas 67 to 59 in the game that wasn't even that close we'll see what happens starting tomorrow henry hayes is one of my basketball Friends, he's a basketball aficionado, very astute, the college game and the NBA, and he joins us now. Henry, good afternoon, my friend. How you doing? Well, on a day like today, Jordy, it's hard to do anything but smile and yep. soak it in, be outside. Yep. Quick story for you. So I was mid- middle of my career at LSU. I was waiting tables in 93, had a four top on a Sunday, and the four people were kind of quiet in their meal, and they go to pay me, and they signed the the credit card receipt, and the guy says, here, you want these? I look down. It's four tickets to the final game. These were <laughs> Kentucky fans who were headed back to Lexington. Yeah. So yeah. I was in that number when Chris Weber called timeout, courtesy of four <laughs> downtrodden Kentucky fans. <laughs> I got my buddy George Lynch, who was on the all-tournament team that played in that game. He's coming on after you. Um, I always follow this, and you tell me, uh, which team of the four has the most NBA players on it, do you think? 
Oh, that's a good question. I think you'd be looking at Duke and UNC are going to kind of stare at each other here. I think depends on a couple of couple of the kids from Villanova and maybe making a roster. But uh-huh. I would say if I had to give you one, it's Duke. Um, they, yeah. The scouts love Griffin. I'm not. I don't know. I don't love their big as much as Williams as the scouts do. Um, obviously, Ben Carroll is going to be a high impact top three mm-hmm. pick. Um, but I, I, I would think Duke by a nose, maybe. Okay. It doesn't I guarantee. Love, I, don't love, I don't love Barco's athleticism, Jordy, at UNC kid. I think his, his, second, his second balance isn't good. So right. a little undersized for, for playing back to the basket, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't guarantee you that you win, but normally if you have the most guys that are going to be playing on the next level, you got the better team. Uh, and that's why I'm picking Duke to win this thing. Um, man, Villanova loses their, loses one of their players. What a heartbreaker that, that changes things uh, against Kansas. Well, big time. I mean, he 18 points a game shot creator, um, big part of what they do. And yeah. if you're a Villanova and Jay Wright, it's just – and you give Bill Self and his staff a full week to kind of break you down film-wise without him. And so, you know, it's one thing if this happens, you know, 24 hours before their game. They've had a full week plus practice, Jordy, to kind yeah. of reconfigure what they do. And it changes your rotations and it changes who you uh, – yeah, it might take a seat up on the bench. So I just right. – I'm not going to say Villanova doesn't have a shot, but, boy, this makes it really, really difficult for really them. Um, Henry Hayes with us. I read a story. It was fascinating, and I I just kept going on and on and on. I just kept reading and reading about Mike Krzyzewski and um, what a – I know people that study film and, you know, watch teams, study tape and all, but the lengths of which this man did this for all these years, and he would do it – you know, the game ends and he talks to his team, then he talks to the media and then they would go and they would be there looking at the game that they just played and then looking at the game that they're about to play. And it would be four, five, six o'clock in the morning and they had to all be back in the office at 9 a.m. And he did this for 47 years religiously without without failure. I, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how he did that. Well, that's a particular grind, Jordy. And, and look, you've been around these guys like I have. It, it's a different breed that yeah. sign up for that. Look, you know, Krzyzewski was probably good from a money perspective. I'd say 20 years into his career at Duke, from a monetary perspective, he could have said, you know what? Still got my health about me. I, I'm financially set. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I could do some different things. He didn't. Yep. He obviously didn't do that. And to your point, he didn't take his foot off the gas, which is no. really, really un- unique. For that amount of time, it's hard to do that. So, now <laughs> his staff got bigger, admittedly, but to your point, he was still there. And, you know, it's, it's, it's something to, to really marvel it really is. And Mike Bray was one of his assistant coaches, now the longtime head coach at Notre Dame. And there's a quote in there where he said, I can't do this anymore. I can't keep getting home at 3.34, 5 o'clock in the morning. I got to go get a head coaching job and do things my way. Well, Bray hadn't won a national championship. He's a really good coach, but Krzyzewski keeps on keeping on. And what a Cinderella story. This would be, it'd be John Wooden-esque, wouldn't it? 
I don't know if I'd go that far, but in terms of him leaving, yeah, especially considering what happened to his last home game at at that camera yeah. indoor. Yeah, and I, I want to talk. I want to talk to you about that. But um, you know, the, the the maniacal approach, Jordy, and the coaches. It's a little metaphorical to Nick Saban. I remember when he was here, just like you, you, you were on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. And if you could get behind the scenes, the story really was the assistants kind of the wife would come up to the building with a paper sack lunch and they'd say things like, well, this is the only time I'd ever even get to see him. So yeah, I as well. And the thought yeah. was, look, you do your time here. You, you suck it up and you, you could probably get paid a whole lot more somewhere else. Kind of similar at Duke because that's the price of admission for both those guys. If you're going to work right. with them. So I think it's a little similar to the way Saban does things. Saban gave them uh Thursday night. They could go home and, and at a reasonable hour and uh, spend time with the family, and that was it. That was yep. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Crazy. Um, who do you like in this thing? Well, so I want to go back to something I said a minute ago. I'm with you. Yeah, what about I, North Carolina? At, at the moment, I think yeah. it was too big for those kids. Well, let me go back to Jordan. As you know, both my sons play. And they're becoming students of the game, and so – Krzyzewski's last game, they were asking me who I thought would win. And I said, guys, I said, let's look at everything on the board. You have really the lion of the game, minus John Wooden, is Krzyzewski. His name is bigger than Duke. It's bigger than anyone's ever played there. right? So this is huge. Number two, he had 208 of his former players come back. And number three... You're, you're playing your arch nemesis, which you could argue is probably top three rivalry in sports, college or pro. And, oh, mm-hmm. by the way, number four, you, you've seen the thousands and thousands of dollars people are paying to get a seat inside this game. Okay. That's right. So to me, I said to them, guys, think about what this translates to 18 to 22-year-olds <laughs> in that Duke uniform. Boy, yep. you better not choke and be the group that loses right. this man's last game in front of all these people. Oh, there's Christian Leitner. There's Bobby Hurley. There's Trajan Langdon. There's Grant Hill. There is, yeah. I mean, you name it. Can you imagine the pressure? And sure enough, Jordy, it got no. to him, and, and North Carolina took care of business. So I don't think that's going to happen again. I, I just – I don't either. If those guys have any spine, any any cojones, I, I, I think I, – because, boy, you, you, you let the man down. You let the institution down. <laughs> yes, so yes. If, if, I'm, if I'm Hubert Davis – um, I got to, I got to, it's a tough mountain for them to climb. I'm with you. I, I, yep. I think you hit the nail on the head with it. I like Duke to survive and advance. And um, I, I think Kansas is going to take care of Villanova. I think Duke and Kansas will be the, the, the coup de gras. And I, I just see Shashevsky cutting down the nets. I just do. I believe in these Cinderella stories and I think he's going to get it. Well, the, the one area, if I'm a Duke fan, Jordy, where I'm a little nervous, and I've watched them a lot this year, they do not need to start shooting a lot of threes early in that game Agreed. because they're good from behind line, not great. So if I'm them, man, I get to the rim, get to the rim, get to the rim. Let Bancaro do his thing at the rim. Hopefully you get Carolina in some early foul trouble. But if they yeah. fall in love with the early three, Carolina's going to hang around. This is going to be a one-possession game at the end. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, We shall see. Um, I'll let you go on this one. Your Lakers 
against the Pelicans tonight. This could be the season finale for the Lakers if they lose this one. I know they're coming with LeBron. I know AD's going to play. This this ought to be a fun one. Yeah, Jordan, I think that the the, <laughs> the team that was formerly known as the Los Angeles Lakers is <laughs> long gone. Look, yep. the roster didn't work. No. LeBron got his buddies together. For some odd reason, they, they, they ditched KCP, they ditched Caruso, um, yeah. and they go to older guys who, you know, the Westbrook trades is completely you know, can't make sense yeah. of it. But I will say this listen, don't let it be lost, South Louisiana fans, this year. The Pelicans have something going. Um, they do. You know, obviously, no, no Zion at all, which that's, you know, bearing the lead. But look, Herb Jones is a nice young piece. Uh, yeah. A little guard like Alvarado on the contract they signed him to. Is nice. Brandon Ingram is quickly becoming one of the top 15 players in this league. Uh, yep. Shunas was a great pickup. He got rid of Adam's contract. They have a zillion draft picks. So this team is, is starting to develop a little bit of an identity. They, they enjoy playing together. So uh, the Pelicans win tonight, Jordy. Um, we'll see what they do in the play-in. But the news is they've got a great future. This guy's got the Zion deal. But they're, they're going to be okay. Buy your stock in the Pels. Henry Hayes, love talking hoops with you, man. I miss, I miss seeing you. All the best to your family, man. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Jordy. All right, buddy. Take care. The Acadiana Pole Boy Festival returns this Saturday at Park Sans Souci in downtown Lafayette. There'll be over 25 vendors. Suddenly, some of the best poor boys Acadiana has to offer. In addition to the great eats and the poor boy eating contest, there'll be refreshing beverages, unique and one-of-a-kind arts and crafts activities for the kids, and live entertainment. For more information, go visit AcadianaPoreBoyFestival.com. He won a national championship in New Orleans for the Tar Heels. He's back to cheer on his uh, alma mater. George Lynch joins us next here on the Jordy Hulpert Show, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Jordy Holtberg has been a star on the hardwood and in the broadcast booth. But did you know he was also a star on the dance floor? When you wash your hair, you know, I work on my hair a long time and you can hit my hair. John Travolta ain't got nothing on the blonde bomber. Now back to the man with all the moves. Jordy Holtberg and the Jordy Holtberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Final four gets underway tomorrow in New Orleans. It'll be Kansas Villanova followed by North Carolina Duke. Sixth time the Final Four is in the Crescent City. One of those years, 1993, Carolina beat Kansas in the semifinals. Michigan beat Kentucky in the championship game. We now know it so well as the timeout game. Chris Weber calls a timeout. They don't have the timeout. Carolina goes on to win it 77-71. He was on the all-tournament team, had a great career in the NBA. I got to televise a lot of his games and one of my favorite players, George Lynch, the former Tar Heel is, uh, is back in the Crescent City, and he's kind enough to join us today. George, it's been too long, my friend. How have you been? I've been great, man. Just here reminiscing on everything you went over. My time here in New Orleans as a player with the Hornets and and as a short, you know, Final Four run here uh, back in 1993. All right. Tech, um, we know about that game, but d- d- describe in your best way for us, because we don't understand it, what Duke, North Carolina means? Well, the Duke, North Carolina rivalry uh, is pretty much 
the standard for um, each one of our seasons. Uh, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, 20 years later, 25 years later now. I don't want to tell my age, but that's the <laughs> most asked question. The Carolina-Duke rivalry, that game, how many times did you beat them, um, yeah. and things like that. So it always comes back to you played at North Carolina, but tell me about that Duke-Carolina rivalry. It's it, it's the topic of discussion amongst, you know, basketball <laughs> fans. So it is special. I mean, there's no no ifs, ands, buts, or maybes about it. Is it one of those things where you talk about it all year long? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, at least twice a year during the regular season, if we meet each other in the ACC tournament, um, it's, you know, it could be a third time. But, uh, you know, it's amazing that as long as the two programs has been around, this is the first time we've met in a yes. Final Four. It's amazing. And I think it took the game, uh, Coach K's final game at Cameron Indoor, I think with Carolina winning that one, I think that's the game that jettisoned them uh, to where they are now. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think, you know, going into every every game, you know, I'm sure Coach Coach Davis has been trying to get them to, you know, we got to improve and, and, mm-hmm. and every game is a, is a teaching point. But the way they played at Cameron Indoor Stadium that last game um, has definitely, I'm sure he still uses that as a template on how mm-hmm. they should pr- approach the next few games. Um, I got to the final five as a player. I, I lost to Louisville and Daryl Griffith in my last game. Um, what's it like now? Today is today is when I, I, I got the impact of what the final four is when they open up the arena and each team has an hour to practice. It's an open practice. And, you know, we were in Philadelphia at the spectrum and there were 10,000 people there to watch four teams practice for an hour. That showed me the, <laughs> the, 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 the what this thing was all about. Yeah. You know, you know, as a player, you don't really get to appreciate, you know, what it's about, but, you know, as a spectator, when I go back, and I was there today to watch practice. Uh, you get to kind of enjoy from a, a fan's perspective yeah. the, the pageantry of the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, as a player, you're just trying to stay focused. You kind of got that tunnel vision of, of right. just winning and preparing yourself. Yeah. You really don't get to enjoy what your family members and friends get to enjoy. And, 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 and sitting in the stands today with my son, this is our third Final Four together. Oh. Uh, and, uh, you know, and being a spectator, you know, you know, I was a player and I've coached and, and being a spectator, you really get to appreciate the, the athletes that's on the floor. It is fun. How special is it um, to bring your son back to the court, to the arena where you cut down the nets? How special is that? <laughs> it's, it's, it's very special because I told him, I said, you know, you wasn't even born yeah. when I played in here. And I try to, um, you know, because he, he, he plays basketball himself. But, you know, I try. I told him today, this is why you play outside. Because when you get to a Final Four, playing in a dome is, is yes. it's like playing outside. There's no, yes. no fans to backdrop, you yep. know. So it you really have to, you know, focus on the rim and, and not what's behind the basket. George Link's kind enough to be with us. Everybody talks about the Chris Webber timeout, but he traveled before he called a timeout, so it's a moot point to me. <laughs> and right? we were up. 
So, yes. um, you know, they would have, they would have had to, you know, it was a great defensive game of both teams. Um, you know, we were up, I think four points at the time and four or three. So they would have, they would have had to make a bucket and, and make a stop in order yeah. to get back in the game. And we were well prepared for that one. Uh, coach, the iconic coach, Mike Krzyzewski, you played for the iconic Dean Smith. They used to get in some, some battles back and forth. Two of the greatest coaches to ever um, sit on a sideline, man. That must have been amazing. Yeah, it, it, it is. Um, you know, and to have respect for that program and where Duke has come from, uh, you know, I think in the early 80s, you know, Coach K took the job and was trying to build yeah. a successful program and and he's he's done a great job, and to be able to coach as long as he Whew. he has, uh, it, it's it's a testament to his his uh, commitment to his guys and his program. Because it's it's hard to 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 go out there. It's even harder now with all the new rules to transfer. Yeah. You know, for him to yeah. you know last the last ten years, most most coaches you know at his age and you know that era would have done away with. Um, you know, this, these new rules and the new generational right. kids, but he's stuck in there and he's been a great asset to the game of basketball. George Lynch, a uh, member of the 1993 national champion, North Carolina Tar Heels. All right. Who's going to, I mean, take your, take your allegiance out of this thing. Um, what does Carolina have to do to, uh, to, to do it again? They, they, they ruined Krzyzewski's last game at Cameron. What are they got to do to ruin his season and end it all? Well, I think I think first, um, Love and and Davis have to control the tempo. Okay. Uh, you know, secondly, I think Baycott, if he can stay out of foul trouble and stay on the floor, I think it's a it's a it's another plus to us. I don't think we have the advantage with Baycott against Williams. Um, okay. You know, and if Manic if Manic is is anywhere close to what he did at Baylor, you know, I know by him being a, his this is his last his last ride uh i'm yeah. sure he's he's excited and, and focused to be in the final four and have an opportunity to play for a national championship so you know if we can if, if those four guys and I'm, i don't want to leave leaky black out because he's going to be the key defensively if he can guard whoever coach davis asks him to guard and, and do a good job keep that okay. person from from shooting a high percentage uh i think we got a great chance of of, of repeating um that's what we awesome. did in camera. Oh man, you get a little nervous for this, or are you yeah, no big deal? I'm 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 just as nervous as the players, man. Because, <laughs> like you said, this this rivalry, no matter what happens, you know, whoever wins the national championship. But I think this game is probably between the two schools will be up there as their national championship to 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 go ahead two one in the rivalry for this year. It's, yeah. It's, it's a lot, a lot of bragging rights for a whole year. It's I'm I'm really shocked that when they did the bracket the way they did, they didn't take into consideration that this possibly could happen, and what a national championship game that would have been, one game winner take all. I mean, you know, either way, I think what the advantage is on the other side of the bracket because 
Carolina Duke has got to be a slight little bit of a letdown, a reprieve after this game. How quickly can the winner bounce back and get ready? I know it's for a national championship, but still, it's human nature. It's human beings. We shall see. I see Michael Jordan passing all this swag out. Have you seen him yet? Have you gotten your Carolina Jumpman stuff yet? Well, uh, it's in New Orleans. Uh, I just haven't gotten um, (laughs) connected with Scott Williams, who has all the gear. So I just okay. got to connect with him before tomorrow's game and have my swag gear handed to me. So well, I appreciate Mike having a shout every- out on social media for 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 you know gearing yeah. gearing all the former players up with gear. That's uh, awesome. But the rivalry, can- like I said, the rivalry go back to I'm sure you know both coaches are talking about you know one game at a time and and the goal right. is to win a national championship. It's just one Absolutely. game before we reach out um, georgia we're, we're out of time man i know you got okay. a lot of stuff on your plate i really appreciate it. enjoy every second with your son and i miss you man thank you so much all right take it easy all right buddy george lynch with us that's going to wrap up our number one coming up our number two the regular crowd shuffles in larry holder george faust george mcnell and james mesh um all brought to you by the Aesthetic Medicine and Anti-Aging Clinic of Louisiana. Hormone replacement therapy. It's the way to go. We'll be back. Hour number two straight ahead on this uh, no kidding April Fool's Day 2022. The Jordy Heltberg Show. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. Streaming live on 1037 The Game mobile app and online at 1037thegame.com. It is a Saints touchdown. This is the Jordy Holberg Show. Hey, baby, we're going to be here. Call us up at 337-706-0111. I like this kind of party. Now, here's your host, Jordy Holberg. It's hour two of two, and away we go. So much going on out there, as I mentioned before. When the calendar turns to April, man, you've got the final four. The next week will be the Masters. You've got the playoffs about to begin in the NBA. Um, you've got college baseball and softball uh, deeply entrenched in their conference games. There's all kinds of stuff going on. And lots of NFL teams are doing their research, trying to figure out who they're going to draft and what free agents are still out there that can improve their team. With that in mind, we welcome in our good friend each and every Friday, Larry Holder of The Athletic. Good afternoon, Larry. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Final four fever down here in New Orleans. Uh, it's yep. uh, going to be plenty, plenty, plenty of people here. And uh, that's a good sign, obviously, for here. And uh, uh, for me, uh, final four, I'd like me some blue bloods. And, uh, and New Orleans <laughs> has certainly got some blue bloods in the final yeah. four this weekend. We just got off the phone uh, with George Lynch back in 93 when the ill-advised, the timeout game, he was part of that Tar Heel National Championship team. And I remember... Uh, Larry, um, back in 1981, LSU played in the Superdome, beat Arkansas, beat Wichita State to get to the Final Four. And I remember um, we uh, made the bus ride back to Baton Rouge after the game, and it took us like three hours because 
it seemed like the whole city of Baton Rouge had, had come to New Orleans and, and everybody left to go back to Baton Rouge at the same time. And I'll never forget people stopping their cars on the interstate, opening their trunks, getting beers and drinks out and, and banging on our bus as we're trying to go, go back to Baton Rouge. So it was a, it was a huge to do, but thank God that they have figured out a better configuration for the Superdome for basketball, because back then they, it's like they dropped it in the middle of the, of the stadium and there was no depth perception whatsoever. It was awful. Yeah, I, I would imagine. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And, and I mean, they couldn't get y'all a hotel room in, in, in New Orleans? Come on, man. What, they what's up did, with that? We, we had to leave right after. We had to go get ready. We had to go get – they called it, let's get silly in Philly. Uh, that was uh, – yeah, that was uh, unique. Very unique times, yes. That was the first time I ever had a uh, police escort down Canal Street to get to the Superdome. That was cool. Well, I, look, we, we get a police escort from Algiers Point to our starting point for our St. Patty's Day, so it's the same thing, right? It's got to be the same thing. <laughs> All right. What's going on with my Saints? What, what's, uh, oh, by the way, they did listen to us because uh, Taysom Hill's going to play tight end. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. I think, uh, I think that the results of last year with Taysom uh, and uh, just when you, without your starting quarterback, you better have a viable backup, and yep. uh, that's what they went out and got Andy Dalton on a one-year deal. And like he even admitted uh, when speaking to media, this is Jameis's job. He's there to help, and uh, if he's got to play, Jameis gets hurt. He's got to play, and so I think that's a, it's not a quarterback race. It Great. is Jameis yeah. one, yeah. Andy Dalton two, Taysom Hill maybe like fifteen at this point, and he'll uh, yep. we'll have him play tight end and he'll be a versatile weapon at least they'll they'll try as best they can to make him a versatile weapon within the offense i just have a funny feeling i think he's going to be terrific i really do i really really do malcolm jenkins retires why haven't we signed tyron matthew i mean he seems like it'd be a great fit and um cd deuce is is preaching for it wanting it and he's back he's right here in baton rouge watching the tigers work out it's like come on guys here i am come get me yeah, it's, it seems to make too much sense, and you do wonder why it hasn't happened. And, and look, he's, uh, you know, Tyron's on record saying, man, he'd like to come play for the Saints. So I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for you. I wish I had a better one because it makes too much sense. Uh, but maybe the Saints don't want to spend Tyron's asking price. I mean, I don't know specifically what that price is. Right. Um, it's probably going to be a little less than Marcus Williams, uh, and but they also signed a free safety, and they signed Daniel Sorensen, who, you know, I, I scared people on Twitter to think that he was actually going to be a starter. Uh, I was like, no, my tweet is basically just saying, these two guys are gone, and these are the people you brought in. But I think uh, if if they would stay in-house, I mean, I think Garner Johnson would probably be the best uh, fit to replace Malcolm Jenkins. And then where do you go from there? Uh, you'd have to make sure that uh, Bradley Roby would be ready to go and play more inside corner, which he's capable of doing. And so it's not like the Saints don't have the pieces in-house. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, Tyron Matthew makes your better football team. Uh, I think, in, you know, on the field and yes. in the locker room, he makes your better yes. team. It just depends on how much money they want to spend. And if uh, they yeah. want to quit kicking the can down the line, I mean, even Mickey Loomis says, like, 
he wants to work a little bit more traditional than what maybe he's been doing for the past umpteen years. Okay. Um, who's got the best head coach in the NFC South now that Bruce Arians has retired? I mean, this thing is, whoo, Matt Rule's got the most tenure. That's crazy. Oh, best coach. Well, I'm just, well, don't look at winning percentages because Dennis Allen would be last. Um, <laughs> maybe Todd Bowles. I don't know. I, I, you know, it's uh, it's definitely. Uh, I, I'm not going to say makes the division more wide open because Tom Brady coming back that yeah. that makes the Bucks the favorite, and I think right. everyone knows that. But like, I think Todd Bowles is a great choice. I mean, I, I don't, if you're going to be that late in the game, I mean. I mean, he's perfect, but it's the same scenario as the Saints. Same with that, you know, had a guy right there, bold, yes. perfect fit. Yes. Dennis Allen for the Saints, perfect yeah, fit. I agree. So it all makes sense to me. So I think I think the Saints and the and the Bucks are the two best coach teams now. Which one mm-hmm. went out of the division? I mean, like well, I said, Tampa's a favorite, but I'm not going to discount the Saints' chances. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Judge Bowles on what he did with the Jets because he was set up to fail. You can't judge Dennis Allen with the Raiders because they were set up to fail. But you gotta you gotta get your chops in. You gotta learn a little bit what it's like to be a head coach. I think both will be better the second time around. Um, Larry Holder always comes up with his mock draft. I don't know if I've seen one yet or not, but 18th pick overall. Teron Armstead's gone. Um, we only got Michael Thomas. I, I, I'm not trusting Trey Quan's. Smith and these other guys, uh, you need a running back. You need, you need a lot of stuff. Where do you go with it? Well, right now, I think wide receiver makes a lot of sense. Uh, the fact that it's not like the Saints are set with the quarterback of their future on the roster yet, uh, but the fact that they re-signed Jameis and brought in someone like Andy Dalton to at least be the mm-hmm. backup this year, Shows me okay. that they're not rushing out to go get a quarterback. So I'm not saying I'm not putting like a Kenny Pickett or a, or a Willis or or a, a Matt Corral at 18. You know, I think Chris Olave from Ohio State makes a lot of sense. Uh, uh, Jamerson Williams from uh, you know at wide receiver as well. I think any any number of the wide receivers that are kind of lurking around there uh, make make some sense there too. And so I, I think uh, that pick would be. Pretty interesting, depending on which wide receivers are there. Right. Uh, but you're right. Look, I think the Saints would be – they'd feel fine going forward with James Hurst at tackle, but he's not your forever tackle. I mean, like like it's a Ron Armstead. So I, I think tackle could be a spot there. And it, I, I'm actually uh, – Jordy, I haven't done my Saints mocks, but I'm doing what I'm doing, and I'm going to run the story next week. I'm going to run um, – a hundred draft simulations and see kind of what the hottest pick that, that that's okay. being connected to the Saints. So, but by, when we talk next week, I'll have a I'll have what what awesome. it, it seems like it's trending toward, and then I'll do that again right before the draft and see how much that actually changes. That is awesome. Oh, I look forward to that, Larry Holder of the uh, Athletic. All right, um, two basketball games. I need your picks. Since there's no NFL games, I gotta I gotta let you get a chance to work your way back up. I, I just want you to get to the Mendoza line, okay? That's all I want. Pelicans Lakers tonight. What's the name of that building now? It's not Staples Center. What do they call it? Crypto.com or something? I don't know. It's like the Crypt Keeper or something. I, I yeah, don't know. It's uh, awful. But uh, oh, I'm going Pels, man. They're look. They they've got the Lakers number. I'm going Pels. Uh, I like where they're going with how well they've been playing, especially lately. Uh, look, I think they 
But I think they'd be sort of dangerous, actually, in the playoffs if they get in into the playoffs. But, no, I'm going Pels tonight on the road. I think LeBron's calling it a day, even though he made a joke on Twitter that he's out for the season and he's really not. But I, I think the Pelicans fools. are going to they're going to they, they might make sure that he might be out if, if the Spurs jump the Lakers and then the Lakers are sitting out. They're kind of, they, the Pelicans kind of remind me of the Cincinnati Bengals. They, I'm bullish. They're getting better and they're getting better. It's, it's like the Bengals needed Joe Burrow to take them to and the Pels need Zion along with McCullum and Ingram and Alvarado and Hay and Herb Jones. And they, they, the future looks great if they can just keep these guys and keep them healthy. That'd be great. All right. You said you like blue blood. So we got all blue bloods and they're all wearing the color blue. Uh, Saturday, Kansas Villanova. Who you like? I'm going Kansas. Uh, like, yeah. I just think Kansas has too much firepower. Uh, I know yeah. Villanova, they like to. Seemingly, kind of play a slower. I, but I like I like Kansas uh, to, uh, to to take out uh, Villanova. All right. Do the Tar Heels uh, do what they did to Shashevsky in his last game at Cameron, or do the Dukies uh, survive and advance to Monday? I think the Dukies survive and advance to Monday. So I think mm-hmm. that they're Dukes riding this train. They know uh, the last run, uh, and so I think they've uh, they've played well, uh, obviously, um, and, and I think. Uh, I think North Carolina, they were very fortunate to escape Baylor a couple of weeks ago yep, after a huge yep. lead. Uh, yep. I, I think that Duke, uh, I, I don't think that Duke's going to need a comeback trail. I think Duke's going to beat North Carolina. And is it the ultimate Cinderella story where Shashevsky cuts down the nets on his final game and walks off into the sunset? Or does Kansas rock chalk him? Sorry, Coach K. It's going to stop. <laughs> As a runner-up, I'm going Kansas to win it all. He is Larry Holder of The Athletic. Get out there and enjoy the day. Always fun talking to you. I'm looking forward to next Friday with all these simulations to see who the Saints are going to pick, man. Thank you so much, as always. All the best to your family, man. Have a great weekend. All right, Jordy. Good talking to you, buddy. We'll talk next week. All right, man. You're the best. Larry Holder of The Athletic. With all that stuff going on, please don't forget, yes, LSU dropped the first game of its SEC series against Auburn last night, 6-5. to They'll try to even it up tonight. First pitch is set for 630. You can listen to all the exciting action from the box right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Big win for UL softball team. They beat Texas. Ooh, that was a good one. And the Raging Cajuns in baseball and much, much more as we roll on. George Faust from KLFY next on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. This is the Jordy Helpert Show. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. April 1st, 1999, Detroit Pistons guard Joe Dumars scores 18 points in a 107-75 route of the Chicago Bulls. The McNeese legend becomes the 10th player in NBA history to play 1,000 games with the same team. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. That is the song, James. That is the one. Mark it down. Book it. Welcome back to Jordy Helfer's show on this Friday, April 1st. No fooling. That's it. 
Time to talk all things Acadiana, all things Raging Cajuns with my main man. Let's do it. There's no better way to wrap up the work week than talking with the man regarded as the king of Acadiana sports media, KLFY sports director George Faust. It's time for Fridays with Faust here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. George, happy Friday, buddy. How are you? Uh, doing well, Jordan. Doing well. How about you? I'm good. I'm sad, I'm, but I'm happy. Madeline Adams is, uh, this is her last week. She's heading to New Orleans to, to further her career there. Do you need somebody you need? You need, I mean, I've got experience with this thing. If we can work out a, a certain little <laughs> thing here, I, I'll be more than happy to do it. Oh, that dude, you, you know, we would turn this market upside down, Jordy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but I only, you know, only work a couple of hours. I don't, That's I don't it. shoot any video, thinks, right? I just sit behind the desk and talk. That's it. That's it. That, that, oh, you, you only work 30 minutes? Yep, that's it. 6 to 6.30, <laughs> 10 to 10.30. That's it. That's it. Just <laughs> sit me down for the news. I don't have to wear pants. I can wear shorts under the desk, and I'll just uh, opine away, and that'll be it. Okay. Anyway, we'll, we uh, wish her all, all right. the very, very best. Uh, absolutely. Madeline's going to do a great job. She's going to Fox 8 in New Orleans, so uh, still in the uh, in the state, and uh, she'll, be, she'll be taking care of some business in the Big Easy. So I look That's forward awesome. to it. I'm happy for her and proud of her because uh, she, she works hard. She's a good, good, uh, yeah. good person and, uh, and couldn't happen to a nicer person. That's awesome. All right. Uh, your plate just gets fuller and fuller and fuller and all that stuff. Anyway, um, all right. How about softball last night? Beating Texas? That That's uh, Jerry Glasgow. That's uh, I me. Mean, that'll give him some momentum. Yeah, you know, that's that's what they've been waiting for, right? I mean, uh, the first win against a, uh, a ranked opponent this season. And uh, so, yeah, that, that's kind of what they've been uh, – what they what they knew they could do, I think, and uh, so they were able to knock it out and and, and outlast Texas, and uh, yeah, it was a, a good win there for them and a little momentum builder. I'm with you, George Faust from KLFY. Switching to baseball, a very important weekend for the Raging Cajuns and Coach Matt Deggs. Uh, the Cajuns are two and four in conference play. The league leading Georgia Southern comes to town for a three-game set. Georgia Southern, Texas State, both five and one. So a three-game lead over the Cajuns. Uh, it's it's time. It's either now or never. I think. Yeah, look, this is going to be an interesting matchup because uh, the, the way um, the Cajuns are going to have to approach us is kind of just get the victory, uh, get the series victory, you know, and uh, they, they have a little bit of a, a pitching uh, issue with uh, one of their relievers, but <clears throat> they should be able to, uh, to weather the storm. They have a plethora of guys that can do the job. Uh, they just uh, kind of haven't been on the – in the forefront given the opportunity yet so we'll see what happens but definitely a big series this weekend because it, it can it can kind of turn the tide of the, yeah. of the season and and coach Deggs has talked about you know what makes uh what <laughs> what makes the uh i need to get gas jordy uh, <laughs> uh, coach Deggs has talked about what turns the tide in a season and what's the turning point and he says you can't really assess that during the middle of the week you have to kind of you have to wait till the end of the end of the season, and you look back and go, "Oh yeah, that is what happened." 
that's when that's when we kind of came together. And maybe they're thinking the past three to four games has been that kind of turning point, and uh, they'll they'll maybe continue to do that and move forward uh, this weekend against the against Georgia Southern. I learn more things about you each and every time we we talk on a Friday. Now I know that you drive a very uh, fancy car that alerts you <laughs> when you need to refuel. Mine does not do that. So there you go. What year is your director. vehicle? I have a I have what a year? Jeep Wrangler Sahara, big fella. Oh, nice, nice. That's nice, good. Yeah. I, I'm driving around in a a, a truck, a GMC uh, uh, Sierra. So I mean, it's, it's not, not 2017. It's not like it's a you know a brand new Tesla or anything. You know, uh, obviously Teslas don't take gas, so that wouldn't be. <laughs> Do you trust those but things? That, Do you? I don't no, trust I don't, having to no, charge my car no. up. No. Yeah. What no. What happens when I don't, I don't try? I I I don't even know if I trust a hybrid. Uh, but I don't either. <laughs> but what I, happens when I, you're I on the on the basin bridge not, and all of a sudden uh, there's an accident? And you're stuck in traffic you're for three stuck. hours without moving. What do you do? That's a, that's that's my exact worry. Like there's something you get you get stuck in a in traffic and 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 you're or you you plan out an eight hour trip, right? You're gonna say you're going from here to uh, Oxford to go watch you know the Tigers play or something, and there's no charging station in between. That I, I get I get nervous about that. I don't know. Well, you know they're gonna know, have to. I, they're going to have to do these things, you know, where they have the the rest areas and the you know and all that. They're going to have to put those chargers up on all those things on the interstate. I, I'm surprised they haven't already. If if they haven't, got to do that, right? Well, and, and, yeah, I agree. I, I know what you're saying. Or like every gas station now is going to have to have instead of gas, yeah. they're going to have to have uh, outlets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you, do they charge you as much as they charge for a gallon of gas now <laughs> to, to be able to charge? You do have to pay. They're not going to give it. They're not going to do it for pay. free. No, no way, no way. No, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. That, that, that's a that's a whole other conversation there, Jordy. <laughs> I got you. All right, what's going on in spring football? What's the news for the Cajuns and Coach Dez and 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 everything happening I, I, there? Sure. I, I think one of the big question marks is, is that quarterback right now and, and how the quarterbacks are kind of adjusting and, and, and building chemistry with the wide receivers. I think that's one of the big things that they're kind of having, having issues, not issues, but they're trying to build it at the moment. And Coach Dez uh, said, you know, earlier this week, he talked about how, you know, yeah, it, you know, we, we're continuing to uh, kind of grow those relationships with regards to uh, Chandler Fields, Ben Woolridge, uh, all those guys that are that are at the quarterback spot. They still don't know who's going to be the starter per se, um, but they don't have to make that decision either yet. You know, they don't play uh, tomorrow. You know, so uh, I think they're they're in a position to where they feel pretty confident that as the as the fall fall camp approaches and spring camp ends right now and fall camp approaches. That uh, they'll be able to, uh, to to kind of rectify any kind of uh, chemistry issues, and uh, not saying they don't have chemistry. I'm just saying they they haven't had a right. chance to work together. So you I know what that tells me. Uh, you know what that tells me, George. You know what that tells me. What's that? Nobody's stepping up and separating himself from the others. So they still don't right. know who's going to be the guy. That's what it tells me. Right. I think that the guy, and I think we talked about it last week or the week before. I think the guy who has the has the best opportunity is Chandler Fields, uh, just because he's been in the system a while, and that's what 
uh, uh, Coach Desimo really uh, had a harped on before is that uh, they, he's the guy that has the most experience. But uh, I think him and Ben Woolridge, Woolridge are, are the guys that are that are kind of okay. trying to separate themselves a little bit. But you're right. I think that's exactly what that says is that there's there's nobody kind of taking the taking the rein, so to speak. I'm with you. That's what it sounds like to me. Um, George Faust, KLFY. All right, final four in New Orleans. Let's get some picks yeah. in. Um, you like the the Wildcats of Villanova or Rock Chalk Jayhawk in the first semifinal Saturday? I think it's going to be Kansas uh, in that one. Uh, All right. And my, as my, my oldest son just looked at me like I was nuts, he, he likes Villanova in that one. But, uh, <laughs> I like so, their coach so, better than Kansas's coach. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> right, right. Well, I also, I also like, uh, you know, in the other semifinal, I'm, I, I'm pulling for Duke. Uh, I just like I, – I, I'm planning on – I'm planning on being there Saturday, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, good. I'm, I'm good. I'm headed down to the big easy for that, so uh, that's going to be a blast uh, to be able to kind of you got, you got catch, tickets. So hopefully, it's hopefully it's Coach K's second to last game. There you go. <laughs> you got tickets, or are you just going there to soak it all in? Oh no, I'll, I'll, I'm going. I'm going there to take it all in. I, I don't. I don't have. A, I don't have tickets. I have uh, I have credentials. <laughs> oh, ah, okay. Going to, yeah, those going to work a little steep. bit. Those those tickets are pretty steep, but uh, I'll be there. Yeah. Um, so so we'll see. We'll see. May run into you again. You never ever know. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. We'll be safe. Enjoy. Have some fun. We'll do. We'll do. And Jordy, if you need it's, me, uh, it's going to be uh, a big weekend of uh, college basketball. You know. That's, if you need me to, if you need me to do anchor work, you know, so you don't work seven days a week, just open up that checkbook. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got out of this business like this type of business because of that. I, I, you understand how this works, bro? Well, <laughs> <laughs> side gig never hurt. We'll see if the if you know what that old show was. If the price is right. I mean, uh, exactly. Exactly. You know, what the heck? I get no, I'm you. kidding. I understand. All right, I'm, that was just my April Fool's joke on you. That's all. That's there all. There you go. You're all right, George. Breaking breaking news. Jordy's going to be uh, working. KLFY. That's right. That's right. I'm going to work Monday over. night. Monday night. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Just one day. Ah, all right, buddy. Take care. Thanks so much. Always have fun with you. Um, have a great weekend. All right, Jordy, you do the same. All right, George Faust from KLFY. Tune in next week to Jordy Holdberg for Fridays with Faust here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, uh, Cycle Zydeco. Did you know it's a festival on wheels? Of course it is. Experience mouth-watering Cajun cuisine and live performances by some of the best bands in Louisiana. The ride, which will take place April 20th through the 24th, includes tours of many attractions and options for camping or staying in hotels. Immerse yourself in Acadiana, the birthplace of Zydeco, home to both Cajuns and Creoles alike and one of the most unique cultures in the United States. For more information, visit CycleZydeco.org. Why are there so many .coms and then there's .orgs? 
What what determines you? Why do you become a dot org? I've never figured that one out either. Just things I think of uh, out of the random, out of random. Um, all right, um, time for us to make our picks. George Becknell, James Mesh, yours truly. We'll do it after this timeout. The Jordy Helpert Show, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Seriously, org, dot org? You have to be special to get a dot org? All right, we'll be back. Stay with us. The Jordy Holberg Show prides itself on settling for nothing less than the best. You're simply the best. This thing has a variety of nauseating aspects to it. Jordy has the best takes, the best guests, and let's be honest, the best nickname. The Blonde Bomber is cool as hell. I agree. All right. Let's play ball. Back to only the best on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Uh, we're back 36 minutes and some change after the hour on this Friday, April 1st. No fools, jokes, none of that stuff is allowed on this program. Um, <laughs> it's not allowed, George Becknell. How you doing, man? Man, Jordy, I'm I'm fantastic, man. You know, as a as a fellow Aries and fellow person that's born in April, man, we take this month seriously. No jokes. <laughs> No jokes. It's a great time of the year. Uh, James Absolutely. is with us. Uh, I, I know we talk sports, but I just was talking about why is it so many things are a .com and then some things are a .org? Do you have to be special to be a .org? What's the deal with that? I actually, yes, uh, I actually uh, Googled dot, it. .org is, nonprofit, is a nonprofit organization. Uh, so anything that's, yeah, so like a church or, or like, a, like, a, like any see? type of group that's nonprofit, see? they get .org. Dot com is, you know, money, making money. I got you. See, see, James, lesson to be learned. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Uh, I did not know that. I knew, and you knew that too, didn't you, James? You knew that. I could tell. You were trying to chime in. Yeah, I, yeah, I tried to, I, I had Googled it during the break, but George already had it <laughs> off top. So I was like, all right, I'll let him go. Cool. Appreciate you, that, James. Make you me look Google, smart for a second. You can Google anything all right let's uh let's get busy uh we got some games to pick with several tonight we'll start with the final four of the women's tournament and i'm telling you what these games have been spectacular the women unlike the men like the men you've got an eight (laughs) seed you got a couple of twos the women is basically chalk you got three number one seeds and a number two seed so first game today um team that won the SEC. Oh, by the way, how about Kim Mulkey not winning the SEC Coach of the Year, George, but wins the AP National Coach of the Year? Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I don't understand. You know, you're not the best coach in the SEC, but you're the best coach in the country. <laughs> Go figure. I, I don't that's, get it. That's logic but, right there. But she's she's had an amazing year, Jordan. She deserves all the awards to turn that Tiger, that Lady Tiger team yeah. around the way she did. She she should have won SEC Coach of the Year, but hats off to her for winning National Coach of the Year. Congrats, you, James. What was that? I said you were about to chirp in, and, and George cut you off again. Yeah, you uh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I was I was just saying. Yeah, that's that's typical logic when it comes to voting. I mean, look at look at the NFL when it comes to Offensive Player of the Year and then MVP. It's always two different people. Okay, true. All right. uh, Very South, true. Car- South Carolina versus Louisville, Game One of the. Women's final four that is tonight. Who you got, George? 
Well, Jordan, you know, women's basketball, the landscape has changed. I feel like South Carolina might be the new, the next one in line after like the Tennessee and the Yukons okay. of the world. Okay. So Dawn Staley has done a fantastic job with that program. I, I like South Carolina to, to go to the championship game. In okay. Louisville, they got the hands for Louisville's good. We'll see. James, you yeah. got any thoughts on this? This one might be because I'm a little for, more familiar with SEC teams, but I'm going to take care of South Carolina for this one. Okay. That's mm-hmm. unanimous. I like them, but I think they're going to have to fight and fight because Louisville's good and they're well coached. Uh, I watched UConn take on North Carolina State. And it was thoroughly entertaining. It went into overtime, um, and UConn salvaged the win. They're going up against the reigning national champion, Stanford Cardinal. George, what do you think? Can Gino do it? 14 years in a row, George, 14 years in a row, UConn has been in the Final Four. That's unheard of. I mean, I mean, when you talk about basketball coaches of all time, you always think of guys like Coach K. You think about, you think about, you know, Phil Jackson and Popovich and all, and Brad Arback. But I mean, Gino. what he's accomplished, Geno's up there with all of them. If he's not ahead, Geno is an all-time great. Um, Can they do it? Can they upset Stanford? I like Stanford in this one. You know, yeah. I like I like the way Stanford's been playing. Stanford's been really really good. UConn doesn't have that UConn of old. When you go, when UConn used to walk in the gym. Mm-hmm. People were scared, like the game was already over. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. So I, I, I like Stanford to uh, play South Carolina in the finals. All right. James, who you like? I didn't realize. I knew that UConn was always there every year, but I didn't realize it was 14 years in a row. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm, 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 I'm going to take UConn for this one. I'm going right. to go a little um, different. Stanford's got the leading score. Um, they've, uh, they're really good. Uh, give me Stanford. Give me Stanford. I think Connecticut finally gets away from playing in their basically their home arena. They're in Minneapolis now. So give me, give me Stanford. We'll see. George, right up your wheelhouse tonight. Tonight. Lakers hosting the Pelicans. Your thoughts. Oh, my God. So <laughs> on paper, like I'm, I'm nervous because on paper, you would think that the Lakers have a have a very good shot. LeBron's coming back. AD's coming back. But, Jordan, I, I'm going to take the Pelicans because the Lakers have been playing some uninspired basketball. AD's coming back. Street clothes, Davis. Um, who knows how healthy he is. LeBron's not 100% healthy. Give me the Pelicans in this one because I, I just think the Pelicans right now are playing better basketball. They, they they gel together more as a team, and the Lakers are desperate. So give give me the Pelicans. All right. James Mesh, Pels, Lakers. What do you think? It feels like with Louisiana teams, it's always the teams you think that they're going to beat that they lose to. That's how it feels right now tonight. You feel like they should beat the Lakers, especially with how they've done the last couple of times. But I don't know. Something, something about tonight just feels like they're just going to upset them, keep themselves alive for that uh, 9 yeah. and 10 speed. Yeah, so, give, give me the Lakers. Uh, LeBron, I just, just got a funny feeling. I, I like the Lakers. By the way, George, have you watched that uh, HBO show the, about the Lakers dynasty and how that all started? Now, have you have you seen? Have any I? Of that? Have <laughs> I? 
I've been watching it every set Sunday night on the dot. It's my favorite show on TV. I watch it too. Jerry Buss, boy, he got some hair on him now. Oh, I love <laughs> I love Jerry Buss. I, I've always been a Magic fan. Yeah. But this is making me more of a Showtime Lakers fan. I I did not know about all the stuff Jerry Buss went through to get that team together. He's a partier, man. I, I like him. I'm a fan. I watch I, uh... this show religiously. If I were Pat Riley, I would be cringing with who they got to play him. What? I know. That's so terrible. What is that look? Who is that yeah, like, dude? Like, like <laughs> they, 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 if I was Pat Riley, I would suit. I would have a lawsuit on their death so quick for defamation of character. They got they picked the most loser-looking, squeaky-voiced guy yeah. ever. Yeah. And you talk yeah, about I one don't... of the great coaches of our gener- of all time. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, that's terrible. All right, uh, let's shift to the men. Saturday, the Final Four in New Orleans, um, scene of so many great, great, great games with memorable moments. But you've got number two seed Villanova, and they play that. They play their way. They slow it down. They're very fundamentally sound, very, very well coached. They're missing one of their key players. He's hurt. But if any team could withstand that, they're going to play the same way regardless. And they're going up against one seed Kansas with Bill Self, who got the lifetime contract. Even though he cheated like crazy, they've, they've got him forever. Uh, what do you think, George? Well, Jordan, you always said, and I've heard other people say, the NBA is about players, college is about coaching. And as good of a coach Bill Self is, I think Jay Wright is a better coach. I agree with that. And and, and I think Villanova somehow, some way, even wow. though I don't think there's there's good, they, they have as good of a players. I think Jay Wright gets this done. I think wow. he goes to the title game, and I think he pulls off this upset. So Dang. give me Villanova. I love it. I love it. James? I know Villanova, they're one of the better free throw shooting teams. The best the of best. all time. Because of all yeah. time. they make like 99.9 of their free throw no, attempts. Well, no, but, no, <laughs> but, but it's an exaggeration, season, but it's something like that. For the whole season, no one's ever shot as a team collectively a higher percentage than Villanova has. Yeah, and I think Kansas, it'll be a low-scoring game, so it could down come down to a couple of free throws. But I'm going to take the Jayhawks in this one. Okay. I'm going to go against all practicalities. I'm going to go with my heart. I've said it all week. I (laughs) despise Kansas with a passion. I despise. I am so pulling for Villanova. Colin Gillespie and that group. Um, Come on, Villanova. Just one time, baby. I hate Kansas. So I'm just going to bet with my heart. Um, I'm going to take Villanova. The heck with it. All right. If they beat Georgetown in 85, they could beat this Kansas team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. The matchup, everybody. It's going to be the highest rated watch game on a Saturday. It's going to be amazing. The Tar Heels and the Dukies. What do you think? Uh, Okay, I'll go. Um, Jordan, you know me. I'm a Tar Heel guy. If LSU is not in it, basketball-wise, I'm pulling North Carolina every time. But, Jordan, I'm big on stories. And I think (laughs) Coach K's last year, uh, the first time he's ever played North Carolina in the NCAA tournament, his rival in in the building that's been, you know, good for North Carolina. They've won two titles in the Superdome. Right. I think Coach K gets this done. I think think somehow – some way Coach K gets this done. And in his last year, he's gonna go out in the championship game. I think I think Duke wins this game. 
Okay. All right. Uh, James Mesh. I think this is a big. I think this is a big legacy game for Coach K since this is the first time they've ever met up in the Final Four, and this is potentially his last game. This has got to be a must win for for Duke and the Blue Devils. What do you mean legacy? He's got guys won national uh, championships yeah. like crazy. He's the all time. He, he might be the best men's college, college basketball history. It, it feels like it might be just a little bit of a stay if they do lose in this one, though. Okay. All right. I got you. Um, George, I thought about you. I had to we talk with you. You remember George Lynch with the the, the Hornets yeah. and they, he was the going Chris to the tie ball game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was going to meet up with Scott Williams, who has got all the North Carolina swag for Michael Jordan. He's got a whole collection of stuff in his hotel room from the jump man shoes yeah. to the to the shirts to everything. I thought about you. I know how much you love hey. the, the, the Jordan brand. Jordan, I got a, I got a, I got a North Carolina Jordan T-shirt with twenty-three on it, <laughs> and I got the white and blue patent of the Elevens. Nah, I'm ready. I'm, I'm a whale. There you I'm go. I'm a whale. They're gonna lose, but, but they're gonna lose. Yeah, I, I'm taking Duke. <laughs> um, I believe at this stage, it doesn't guarantee a win. Certainly, it doesn't. But give me the team with the most pros on it, and Duke has the most pros. Um, and, uh, so give me the Dukies, uh, against the Tar Heels, uh, which should be a, uh, fabulous, fabulous game. It's going to be so many, I mean, CBS ain't dumb. They're putting them in prime time. They're not putting them in the first game, but what the NCAA did, they messed up. Those two should have been on other sides of the bracket. So they could might've played Played the the national championship game. I agree. Eh, It just doesn't make sense. North Carolina was an eight seed. I don't think anybody saw North Carolina get to the Final Four. That's right. You know what turned their season around is when they beat Duke in K's <laughs> last game at Cameron. Yes. That's what turned their season around. Yes. Okay. They're listening to us because we said Taysom Hill should be tight end, and look what's Absolutely. happening. They hey, listen. That, Jordan, that was the best thing that the Saints could have done. Of anything they did this offseason, the yeah. fact that they let this kid focus on something else other than playing quarterback, I love it. Best move, and you were brilliant for that. I got to give you a prop. Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, James. You like the uh, Andy Dalton backup quarterback spot? Yeah, it's really good. I like that a lot. It, mm-hmm. It'll help mm-hmm. for Jameis, and just in case, let's say Jameis does go down again, you won't have to go to Taysom Hill. You'll have a seasoned veteran and Andy Dalton, who's had plenty uh-huh. of playoff experience. Okay. All right. Good. All right, um, George. I got to ask you. Got to ask you. Um, what's whose side are you on? Chris Rock or Will Smith? Chris Rock. I mean, Will. Let me, look, I, I'll say this. And I'll be. I'll be as brief as possible. Will Smith, for the little entanglement issue, has been castrated in the media for for like two years. So he so he sees Jada an opportunity, and he goes up and slaps Chris Rock to try to salvage his reputation. I I, I think it was terrible. I can't like I can't believe Mike Lowry, one of my childhood heroes from Bad Boys. Mike <laughs> Lowry is going out like this. It's very Scotty Pippenish, you know. So it's terrible. I, I'm Chris Rock all the way. Um, there's some goofballs out there in Tinseltown, man. They they don't think they think they can do whatever they want with with no repercussions. They're crazy, crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, you you really got up and interrupted the show to slap a man, and Chris Rock <laughs> saved him. Because the police were ready to arrest him, and Chris yeah. Rock was like, "No, nah, I'm not pressing charges." Uh, speaking of uh, of Chris Rock, James Mesh, if it had been The Rock, 
Dwayne Johnson that made that joke. You think Will Smith goes up there and does that? <laughs> not even close. Absolutely not. <laughs> not even close. Absolutely not. Oh, man. Just bananas. Uh, anything else, guys, you want to talk about? Or we covered everything? I don't know. I think, uh, I think so back to this Andy Dalton thing. Yeah. You got to watch same social media. They've been posting Andy Dalton a lot. Really? Don't be surprised if there's a quarterback competition. No, ain't no way. No, George. The every day I've been watching it. No Andy way, Dalton George. Getting in work. No way, him, George. Nope, nope, no way. They ain't doing that. Nope. He's, he's holding the clipboard. I agree that they shouldn't, but he's been getting a lot of attention. I'm just saying. All right. We'll end it on that note. That is an April Fool's joke. I knew you would get one in. <laughs> I knew you would, George. But look at the, look at the Instagram, though. Yeah, have a great weekend, buddy. All right, James, thank you so much. We'll come back uh, 51 minutes after the hour. Time to uh, wrap this baby up. The Jordan Helford Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We are Southwest Louisiana's sports station. They say shooters shoot. He's a man who shoots from the hip and a man who's hip when he shoots. And no one shoots more from the hip when it comes to sports talk than the Blonde Bomber. Back to more of the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. We are back this uh, Friday edition brought to you by the Aesthetic Medicine and Anti-Aging Clinics of Louisiana in Lafayette and in Baton Rouge. Feeling good is as important as looking good for both men and women. If you're feeling the effects of aging, address it with hormones and regain your vitality, your mood, and your physicality. Testosterone deficiency can make your muscle mass, sex drive can affect it all. Regain what makes you a man and a woman with therapy tailored to your needs. Hormone replacement therapy in Lafayette. Lafayette, call 337-484-1234. No one of significance is having a birthday today other than you out there, whoever you are, wherever you may be. Have a great, great birthday. Thanks to Chris Connor, Pels and the Lakers tonight. Henry Hayes talking Final Four. George Lynch reliving the 93 National Championship in the Superdome. Larry Holder on the Saints. George Faust on the Cajuns. George Becknell, James Mesh on uh, making some picks. Hope you enjoyed it half as much as we did bringing it to you. Um, have a great rest of your Friday. Have a spectacular weekend. The weather's supposed to be glorious. Enjoy every minute of it. Thank you so much for tuning in in whatever form or fashion that you do. Uh, until Monday, I'm Jordy Helper. Stay thirsty, my friends. Do everything you can to stay healthy, my friends. And by all means, let's be happy, guys. Let's be happy. See you Monday. So long, everybody. 